Heritage Park Baptist Church, we make apprentices to Jesus Christ. For more information about our church, please visit heritagepark.org. Merry Christmas, everyone. I'm going to ask you all to stand, and we are going to start singing some Christmas songs. Are you ready for that? All right. Let's go.
privilege of being the pastor here. Uh, it is an exciting day, not only because it's Christmas Eve. Everybody fired up for tomorrow, yes? Yes. Uh, secondly, though, um, we will uh, get to see a baptism here in just a second uh, because we needed to have a baptism on Christmas Eve, and here we are. So you're the lucky ones who get to witness this uh, with us. A couple of announcements before um, we do that. I just want uh, you to be aware. Uh, of these couple of things. Uh, one is if you got kids in the room and they've already squawked or made noise or whatever, just take a deep breath. It is okay. I promise. Okay. Um, if it's not loud, it's not Christmas. That, that's, that's really important. Um, and uh, uh, secondly, we will uh, do candle lighting here just a little bit for all the engineers in the room who make sure that I say this every year. Uh, the lit candle stays vertical. Everybody say it with me. The lit candle stays that's so good. That's perfect because that way you don't pour wax on your neighbor or on their purse or you get in your kid's hair, whatever. Uh, kiddos, did you get a, a candle, a special candle outside? You can light those whenever you want to. Okay, that's perfectly great with me. Uh, we get to celebrate uh, a baptism today. Lane Cunningham is getting baptized. If you, for those of you who have not seen um, a baptism or know what it means, it is a symbol of the work that Jesus has done for us. We'll talk about this in just a moment, but how um, we go in, uh, Jesus went into um, the tomb and rose again. So we'll see Lane go into the water and rise again. It is an incredible symbol of God's work in his life. Landon Cunningham, and this is his story. My name's Landon Cunningham. I want to tell you how, why I'm getting baptized today. Landon, who do you believe that Jesus is? Jesus is our Savior and all that died on the cross for our sins. Because for us to go to heaven, he had to die on the cross for our sins because of evil of sin. So he had to die on the cross for our sins. When did you know this was real? Last year at camp, me and Martin talked about it all through camp and all. Last day of camp, I prayed to God about everything. Landon, how did you receive Jesus into your life? Uh, we talked through it all through camp, and on the last day, I asked God when I got home if He can uh, be with me through the rest of my life. Hello, church. Merry Christmas. Say Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. <laughs> this is Landon. This is the first time anybody's getting baptized on Christmas Eve. It's exciting, right? Listen, do you remember when you were baptized? If, uh, if you can just recall that, even right now, since this is sort of a different type of service, a special occasion, 
We remember when we were baptized and rose and we came out of the water with new life. And I'm going to tell you, kids in the room, I know that he, uh, Pastor Trent talked about y'all squawking. But listen, there's nothing magic about this water. It's regular old H2O. It hadn't even been filtered. It is just regular water. And it's pretty warm, right? It's not too bad. And, uh, and I just wanted to tell you this because it's Landon's choice. And him and mom and dad and grandpa and many of them have been talking and t- talking about when this should happen, right? And y'all talked about it a lot. And then getting to family. Hey, where's Landon's family? Can you say hello real quick? Right there. Right there's Landon's family. <laughs> Waiting for a time to come and witness a very special moment when he preached his first sermon. Can I get an uh-huh? And in his first sermon on Christmas Eve, he's going to tell you what Jesus has done. All right? You ready? I'm going to step back a little bit so I don't fall over. Okay, there we go. Do you believe, Landon, that Jesus Christ died on the cross for your sins? Yes. Do you? Yes. All right. And do you believe that he rose again to give you life? Yes. Good. And by your profession. What other hand to? There you go. There you go. Based on your pr- profession... Of faith, I will baptize you, my brother, Landon, in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Buried with Christ in baptism, is a walk in a new kind of life. Let's pray for Landon. If you can, send your hand toward him. Father, thank you so much for my brother Landon, for his dad standing up here beside him, his family gathered here. And on this Christmas Eve 2023, his proclamation that you, Jesus, are his Lord and that his intent is to follow you always. There will be trouble. There will be trials and tribulations. You said so, but you also promised that you would be with him every step of the way. And Father, tonight, I pray that if anyone in this place, in this house, somebody online maybe that have never put their faith and their trust in you, that they would know the joy of what it means to be forgiven and loved by a king. We love you in Jesus' name. Amen. Would you stand, turn and say hello to about 25 people and say Merry Christmas. Go. Come on now.
Father Zachariah was filled with the Holy Spirit and prophesied, saying, Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, for he has visited and redeemed his people. And has raised up a horn of salvation for us in the house of his servant David. As he spoke by the mouth of his holy prophets from of old, that we should be saved from our enemies and from the hand of all who hate us. That we should be saved from our enemies and from the hand of all who hate us. To show the mercy promised to our fathers. And to remember his holy covenant, the oath that he swore to our father Abraham. To grant us that we, being delivered from the hand of our enemies, might serve him without fear in holiness and righteousness before him all our days. And you, child, will be called the prophet of the Most High. For you will go before the Lord to prepare his ways, to give knowledge of salvation to his people in the forgiveness of their sins. Because of the tender mercy of our God, whereby the sunrise shall visit us from on high. To give light to those who sit in darkness and in the shadow of death. To guide our feet into the way of peace. To guide our feet into the way of peace. Try 
just man and unwilling to put her to shame, resolved to divorce her quietly. But as he considered these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not fear to take Mary as your wife, for that which is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had spoken by the prophet. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. When Joseph woke from sleep, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded him. He took his wife, but knew her not until she had been given birth to a son, and he called his name Jesus.
and help me tell a story, I would love that. So come on up. Come on up, Teeter, and have a seat on the stairs. going to help us tell the story. So I need you to listen really carefully and hold on to it and wait, wait for your cue. I am excited to tell you a true story from the Bible today. This story is about a young girl named Mary, and she loved God, and she was kind to everyone, and she was humble. One day, something really special happened to Mary. If you have an angel in your hand, will you hold it up high so I can see it? Hold up your angel. An angel appeared to Mary and said, oh, we have a friend that's going to read. Mary, don't be afraid. You have found favor with God. You are going to have a baby boy and you will name him Jesus. He will be very special and will bring joy to many people. Mary was so amazed. And she asked the angel, how can this be? I'm not married yet. But the angel said, The Holy Spirit will come upon you and the baby will be God's own son. Mary trusted God's plan. She trusted God. And she said to the angel, Let everything happen to me just as you have said. There was also a man named Joseph. He was very kind, and he worked very hard. He was a carpenter, and Joseph loved Mary very much. One night, an angel appeared to Joseph in a dream and told him about God's plan. And the angel told Joseph, don't be afraid to take Mary as your wife. The baby she's carrying is God's special son. Joseph believed the angel, and he took Mary as his wife. He knew that he was part of God's plan. Two. Well, then there was a command that came from the Roman emperor that everyone had to return to their hometown to be counted. So Mary and Joseph had to travel all the way to Bethlehem. They didn't have a car. They had to ride on a donkey. It was a really long trip. And they were tired. And when they reached Bethlehem, there was no place for them to stay because all the rooms were full. Finally, the Bible tells us that Mary and Joseph found a stable. And it was there that Mary gave birth to baby Jesus. She wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger. That's where the animals ate from. In that same area, there were some shepherds. Shepherds, they were watching over their sheep in the fields. If you have a sheep, hold it up. Let me see it. If you have a a sheep. The shepherds had an important job to take care of the sheep while they were. Suddenly, while the shepherds were just hanging out in the field, the angel appeared to them. Hi. 
angel told them, Do not, do not be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy. Today in the city of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. The Bible tells us that all at once, the night sky was full of angels. I think those shepherds were pretty shocked and excited. What do you think? Show me your, how would you, what would your face look like if you saw all those angels in the sky? Might be a little scary. Might be excited. There were so many angels. We're going to read something together. Look at the screen and read this with me. This is what the angels said. Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among whom whom he is pleased. That's right. The Bible tells us that the shepherds were amazed and overjoyed. They hurried off to see baby Jesus in the stable. They were excited because they were part of God's plan too. Mary and Joseph and the shepherds. Well, the shepherds weren't the only ones to visit Jesus. If you have a crown or a star, will you hold it up? All right. Later on, far away in the east, some wise men saw a bright star in the sky. The star guided them to Bethlehem and stopped over the place where Jesus was staying. When they found Jesus, they bowed down and worshipped him. They brought precious gifts fit for a king. Because that's what Jesus is. He's the King of Kings, the Son of God. So the story of Christmas teaches us that we're all part of God's plan. Just like Mary and Joseph, the shepherds, the wise men and the star, each one of us has a special role to play. So as you wake up tomorrow morning on Christmas Day, remember that you are part of God's plan. You have a role to play. You get to tell people about the birth of Jesus and the hope that he brings us. Thank you. Will you stand up and let's sing a song together? I bet you know it. Jesus loves me, this I know. For the Bible tells me so.
have a seat. And one more time, Merry Christmas to everybody. Listen, I don't know about you, but at this time uh, in your world, maybe you're doing this thing where you're kind of thinking back a little bit, doing some reflecting, thinking about, you know, this past year or thinking about uh, uh, what you got done or didn't get done, what you want to do, maybe even thinking about a larger chunk of time. Um, There was a 
a writer in the New Testament who did some reflecting, who did some thinking back. Um, long after the, the gospel stories that we've been reading here, the Christmas stories um, have been in, in play within the life of the early church, he did some reflecting. And it's the writer of the book of Hebrews. And uh, in chapter 2, uh, this is what it says. It says, therefore, he, and that he is Jesus. Jesus had to be made like his brothers and sisters, that's us, in every respect, so that he might become a merciful and faithful high priest in service to God um, to make propitiation for the sins of the people. For uh, because he himself has suffered when tempted and tried, he is able um, to help those who are being tempted and tried. And I just want to highlight in this little reflection here, I just want to highlight two words. The first one is made. Therefore, he had to be made like us, okay? And that's, that is the Christmas story. It tells us the what. It gives us the, the what actually happened at Christmas time. Jesus um, was the Son of God, eternal, had existed at God's right hand forever and ever and ever, and he took on flesh. Big Bible word is incarnation. He takes on humanity, and he lives, um, he becomes one of us. And it's not enough for Jesus to just simply identify. Like, he really stepped in, and when he did so, he became like us, it says, um, in every respect. So um, he could have come in any way. I mean, he's the king, like the kids just talked about. He could have split the skies, come in, and just, here I am. I'm Jesus. I'm in charge. I'm the Messiah. I'm the one. He didn't do that. He chose to come, to come as a baby. And in doing so, um, he grew uh, like we have grown in our bodies. He, he just um, walked around and, and did things. He, he stubbed his toe at some point. He learned to walk. I mean, just think about that. God the Son learned to walk. Um, as he got older, he had learned to help with chores and that kind of thing around the house, as some of you have done. Um, there's a point, I'm sure, where he rolled his eyes because Joseph cracked a dad joke. <laughs> it's what we do, people. Um, and so you know, all of these things are, are, are like us. And, and, and more, because it's not just those kind of common expressions or moments. He became like us in every respect. You've been angry. He knows about that. You have experienced tremendous joy. He did too. You have been stunned by a sunrise or a sunset. Listen, God made the sunrise and the sunset, but until he took on human flesh, he had not seen it through human eyes. He, he was filled with wonder as well. Some of you have friends and Family, And those friends and family are the sources of incredible excitement and joy and, and great things. And then there's some others. Because you, you know what, what it's like to have friends or family and then be disappointed by those friends or by those family. And have to learn to live with that. Jesus became like us in every respect. That, that's the what of Christmas. Some of you think, well, thanks so much for that. I really appreciate that. But there's a reason behind that, though, and th this is really critical because in doing so, in becoming like us in every respect, it was God's care on display that you and I experience as compassion. He expressed his care, and we experience this as, as compassion because Jesus could then look at us and go, oh, I know what it's like. You're angry. I know what it's like to be angry. You're frustrated. I know what it's like to be frustrated. You had hopes and dreams for someone, and man, they didn't come to fruition like you hoped. I know what that's 
like. He can look at us and go, I know what that's like. But again, even though he's identifying with us, he's not simply just, hey, I just want to be just like one of you people. The, the, last, the last sentence there tells us an important part about this because this compassion um, that, that we experience because Jesus became like us, um, it, it has a point. That is, he, he, because he himself has suffered um, when tempted and tried, like we are, he is able to help those who are being tempted and those who are being tried. He's able to help us. You have anger. Well, Jesus knows what it's like to be angry and can help you with your anger. You have, um, you know, a sense of disappointment about you in yourself or others. And Jesus knows what it's like to be disappointed in someone. And he can help you with this. You have fear. You have frustration. Some of you have desires that you know are, would lead you down a path that would shortcut everything that God wants to do in your life. Jesus himself in the Garden of Gethsemane said to his father, listen, not what I want, but what you want. He can help you with those things. And some of you think, okay, that's good. I appreciate that. But that's probably for the guy who's sitting next to me or like two, two seats down or something, because um, I'm not sure that Jesus can have, like the compassion thing is good, but I'm not sure that he can help with my stuff. That guy, I'm sure he can help. I don't know if he can help with mine. Listen, there, there is not a person here that Jesus cannot help. You may have been gone. You may have been out. You may have signed off. You may have um, uh, tuned out. You, you may have turned the whole thing around and just gone, no, forget it. But you're here. And I want you to know that Jesus is here. And he is here to help you. As you experience all the things that life throws at you, he has care for you. And that is being expressed or expresses care, experiences compassion towards you. He is able to help you. Well, um, maybe he can help me, but will he? I mean, can is one thing. Will he? And this is the part where people misunderstand the Bible. um, Because some people think that the Bible is like a a book of theory. Uh, Hey, in some abstract way, this is what God can do. The Bible is not uh, a record of what God can do or an abstraction or a theoretical um, output of what God can do. It's a record of all the things that he has done. And it's an inclusion uh, included in that is the things that he intends to do. So Jesus shows up on the scene, and he's not coming just to show up and go, here I am. Oh, yeah, I can't help it. <laughs> nah, no, no, no. He intends to. He intends to help. When Jesus shows up on the scene, he intends to help, and he wants to help you. He's here, like you're here, and he wants to help you. Well, how do you know? Well, that's the next big part. He, he, made like, uh, he had to be made like us so that he could help us. And then this middle part here, become a merciful and faithful high priest in the service of God to make, that's the second word, make, made like us, and then to make propitiation for the sins of the people. Another big Bible word, propitiation. We've already done incarnation, propitiation, big Bible word. Um, My guess is you probably didn't use that in a sentence this week, and that's good. Like, that's really good. Because people would look at you odd. Um, propitiation, though, has, has two, it's a big Bible word, has two kind of um, uh, aspects to it. Number one is there is forgiveness of debt. And, and we, we are in debt to God. 
we came into his house, so to speak. We came into his world and we started acting like it was our own. I'm going to do the things that I want to do in the way that I want to do them, when I want to do them, and to whom I want to do them. And I don't care who it ultimately affects negatively. I am going to be the one who's in charge of this little thing. And you think to yourself, listen, I'm not that bad. I mean, maybe it's not that Why does that put us at odds? I'm here in the world. Why would that? Because let me bring it down to you. If I showed up at your house with that same attitude here in about an hour, like, hey, this is my house now. I will move your presents where I want them to move. I will open the ones that I want, and I'm going to eat your food. Ha, ha, ha. And I brought people with me to do this. And you would think to yourself, we are at odds, you and me. This is what the Bible calls sin. And that sin incurs a debt. And it's not because God is mean or capricious. It's because that, that is the way that reality is. It is the way that it is. And so Jesus comes. And... and to make propitiation, to make sure that that debt gets paid. And people think, well, okay, well, maybe he's coming to go, hey, listen, the debt's no big deal. But Jesus isn't here to, to bless the mess, so to speak, and say, no, it really is okay, because it's not. It's not okay. Um, J- Jesus didn't come so that you could pay back your debt. Maybe that's why you showed up in the room this afternoon. Well, it's time to go check the religion box. I want you to know, Jesus didn't come so that you could pay back your debt. Some people, when they talk about, I mean, they hear debt and they think like the collection crew, like uh, Jesus shows up in a bad suit with a bad haircut, like, hey, I need to talk to you about, you know, like that kind of thing, like he's mafiosi. Jesus didn't come to collect. He came to pay the debt for you and for me. What we witnessed earlier, Landon, When Jesus died on the cross and then was buried, this is his payment for our sin. And make no mistake, it is our sin uh, to make propitiation for the sins of the people. That's us. We're the ones who have made ourselves at odds with God. And so what Landon portrayed in the baptistry is, is the message that we're saying now. Jesus has died, and in doing so, he made a way for you to be forgiven. If you put your trust in Jesus, you can live your life as a forgiven person. And that sets up the second part of this because the second part's even better than the first because Jesus didn't just zero out the balances. It's propitiation. He not only paid the debt, but he also um, purchased favor for God, for us, with God. Purchased favor with God for us. So he didn't just zero out the account and say, okay, now you people, you better behave yourselves and don't mess this up. You don't have to live with that kind of fear or shame. Jesus came to say, you can live in right relationship with God. A relationship that is true today, and it'll be true tomorrow, and it'll be true a hundred years from now. Because because Jesus was raised from the dead, that means that death doesn't have the final say over our lives. Propitiation means he came to pay the debt that we could never pay. And he came to give us a kind of life that we can never have on. And for anyone and everyone who puts their faith in Jesus, this is what is, what is possible for them. What can be their life and their experience? That's the why of Christmas. The baby grew up. He became a savior. And that savior became a sacrifice. And the sacrifice became the reigning, ruling Lord of all. This is the story of Christmas. Let me pray for us. Father, thank you for Jesus. And I pray that um, you, our King, 
would make yourself known here. And for us, you would settle down on us in all the places where it needs to. Thank you that there's more than just nostalgia at stake here. There's a reality that is for us to embrace and to be embraced by. So may that be, may that be for every one of us here. And in particular, Father, I pray for anybody who's here who doesn't know you, have a relationship with you. I pray that you would speak to them now by your Holy Spirit. And in doing so, draw them to yourself. Accomplish that for Jesus' sake. And we pray in his name. Amen and amen. I'm going to have some uh, candle lighting help, and so I'm going to invite um, those guys who are going to help me forward. The reason we light candles is because Jesus called himself the light of the world. And for all of us who put our trust in Jesus, he comes to live inside of us. And so the light is going to be distributed throughout the room, just like Jesus inside of us is, is distributing, if you will. We, we become the light of the world. Stay seated. The, the, the light will be uh, passed to you. The flame will be passed to you. And uh, once everybody has it, we'll stand and continue to sing together.
sounds so good singing, y'all. You really, really do. A very Merry Christmas to you, one and all. And um, as we leave here, uh, please just take a second and stick the candles back outside. That would be super helpful uh, for us. Every worship service we dismiss this same way. We would go from here like what we have said and what we have sung is true. We would go live like Jesus reigns over everything. He does. Merry Christmas and God bless you. Thanks so much for coming.